Welcome back to the Whatnots Review Show, number 226. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa. Hello. How's your October been so far? Oh, not just my day or my week, but my month to date. Yeah. Uh, It's been a good October. It's been really pretty out here. Full moon tonight. And I know everywhere gets a full moon, but this one... Is it as shiny where you are? It's like this big golden orb. It's one of those days where the moon is full and it's so big and bright. It looks like a piece of architecture or something. So I I was out late Saturday night and I saw it then. Or no, it was Friday night and I saw it and it was almost full. But it it was big. It was shiny. It was right there. And I was just like, look, it looks cool. It looks awesome. Um. One so, of yeah. the best moons. Fall is starting Top 10 to moons of my life. Get in into the swing of things here out in the Midwest. It's starting to cool off. It's starting to mm-hmm. be like, oh, I can actually go outside and it's not like blistering hot, uh, mm-hmm. which is which is good. We've had an interesting weekend here at my house, uh, though, because uh, we have some house problems with our plumbing uh, we oh. went to the movies this weekend. Uh, we got to ha- hang out with some f- f- friends and stuff like that. So it's 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 been a good weekend. What movie did you see? We went to go see Amsterdam. Well, I also saw Amsterdam. I I was th- thinking that might be the one that you went to go see because you went yesterday morning. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. We went on Friday night. Um. And yeah, I I liked it. It was it was it was interesting, for sure. <laughs> it's a little bizarre. I something about this movie feels like it is a fake movie from inside another movie. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a good time, but I don't know. It's it's not a traditional yeah. film. It's sure. just a well, collection of people saying words. <laughs> we'll have to. Uh, talk more about it on the captain's log this next week here um but here on the review show if you did not know each week we have a different story to talk about it could be a movie a manga anime comic book a tv show all sorts of stuff we will read it watch it come back here and discuss it of course all of october is all spooky month uh, so we mm-hmm. like to focus on some scary stuff. Uh, and this week I pitched three different books by Junji Ito. Uh, mm-hmm. And you ended up picking a collection of his short stories called Shiver. Uh, so that yeah. is what we are covering this week here on the show. Shiver by Junji Ito. One Good of the stuff. masters of horror. I, I never yeah. read him. Well, I'd grown up reading his name in Animerica, the anime magazine I have oft cited. And so I like I knew him by reputation and I had read uh, The Mystery of Amigara Fault, which is not in this, but is uh, very prolific. You've probably seen people reference it online, which is how I learned about it. Uh, But this is my first time reading his work substantially. And I was yeah. very happy to do it. It was about time we got this in here. Yeah, I'm happy to uh, go back to Junji. So I've read 
Uzumaki a number mm. of years ago. I loved the, 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 that one. That one is fantastic. Um, that one is a single story, big, long graphic novel. Um, but yeah, we, we just got a, a collection of short stories to talk about this yeah. time. And I'm excited, excited to dive in. So, Melissa, since this was your first time, like you said, like it actually writing a substantial portion mm-hmm. of his work. What did you think? What what were your thoughts? I loved it. I had a great time with these. I think this was a really good entry point. You see a lot of different types of scares, a lot of different things that are eerie. You know, some things are more psychological or gruesome or gross. There's one story in this this, that is like a garbage pail kids card come to life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's there's all sorts of stuff in this collection here and i I think what is interesting to note about this collection is if i'm not mistaken this is one that is curated by junji ito himself it's not like someone else uh picked these stories it was him be like let's put all these ones to get together here um Mm, which is like not fact yeah not written I, th- I don't think he set out to write a short story collection. It seemed like he just collected short stories from across his career and yeah. published it in one anthology. Uh, yeah, but it's interesting to see like what, it, what he picked. I, I don't, except for Amigara Fault, I don't know what else to compare it to. Exactly. So I don't know if there's anything notable that's missing. He, I mean, he has a, a handful of like collections of short stories that are out mm. there and stuff. And then he has the more like, here's my graphic novel here's a big long story right um but yeah i i really enjoyed this one too it it went by quick none of the stories ever felt like they overstayed their welcome because again they are short stories right um but man i i i had a blast with this i think if you're looking to get into some jojito manga like melissa's head i think this is a great entry point for you to get a little taste of all sorts of stuff um most of the stories don't really have much to do with one another there is one recurring character uh Mm. who appears twice and then there's a a third story that has a character i guess you could say that vaguely looks like that character um Mm. which is an interesting thing but yeah there's psychological stuff there's stuff that's maybe a little more fantastical there's some body horror the there's one in there that is just absolutely disgusting that is 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 just like i i was almost like oh this is hard to read because that's too much (laughs) yeah it is but i appreciate I appreciate the variety, though. I appreciate that you showed us. That's also a tool in my tool belt. It's yes. not just scares. It, I can do gross outs, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think one theme that is often in his work is the idea of obsession or or like, let's mm-hmm. take one thing and just make it to an overwhelming amount. Um, and I, I think that's here in this book in a lot of these these stories uh but yeah man i there there are some some horrifying things in this book and they are some some interesting things to think about mm-hmm. too. the um one thing that i that i liked about this is at the 
end of each story. He has uh, like a paragraph or two. Uh, just kind of explaining like what his thoughts were while he was making yeah. this or so- something he remembered while making th- each each story. Um, and it's it's interesting to see th- these terrifying stories uh, and then to to read like his own personal thoughts on on them and just read the kind of mundane places that he got these stories f- from or uh just to be like man he seems he seems so kind he seems so humble like he just he yeah. just seems like the sweetest little guy and then you turn the page and you're just like oh my god what is that <laughs> what is what is happening but, but a lot of the scares in this book a lot of the imagery is frightening but to a lot of it there's something that's also absurd about it yes yeah. and i think that that's why I liked it so much. That's why it's so approachable. It's a little preposterous while it is being terrifying. Absolutely. I I believe that is a great dis- description of of his 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 stuff. It's yeah, it's fantastical in in certain things. So it's like that 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 would never happen, but god, it's horrifying to think about. Yeah. <laughs> Bad. Um, well, yeah, I, I I say check this out. This is a great manga to read if you're looking for something scary uh, to check out. We might have to uh, one day put this on our list of like, hey, here's some great horror recommendations, mm-hmm. some some great places to start. Because um, I don't think we've done a horror manga at least like well then we have kind of but like at least in october here yeah. i don't think we've, we've done, done any, comics like before but i believe they manga. yeah i think they have all been western comics yeah um so yeah good stuff that we finally got mm-hmm. a a manga into spooky month here um, mm-hmm. good stuff well I, th- I think that's kind of about it. I have to say for like non-spoilery uh, stuff. Do you have anything else that you want to add? No, to no, that? I want to. Nope. Let's get to the other side. I want to dive right into these. Sure thing. Uh, we will take a quick break. And when we come back, we will dive into these stories and the horrors that was Shiver. We'll be right back. We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots, and we'd love it if you check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash The Whatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and a thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash The Whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you'd like to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back 
A big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. It means Thank a ton. you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are a Patreon supporter at the $3 tier, of course, you get access to all of our exclusive content uh, in which we have a patron exclusive podcast called the Pilots, the Pilots Club, uh, in which we discuss a number of TV episode pilots uh, from all sorts of different shows. The one from this past month was the critically acclaimed cop drama, The Shield. And right after we record this podcast, we are recording the one for October, uh, Mockingbird Lane. Melissa, do you want to let them know a little bit about Mockingbird Lane and what that is? This this was a pilot that never went to a whole series, but it did air once as a one-off special, I think in like 2012, 2013, somewhere around there. And it is an update of The Monsters, co-created by Brian Fuller from past review show topics american gods pushing daisies and hannibal indeed yeah uh so be on the lookout for that that should be up uh on our website and available to all of the three dollar patrons very soon here cool things that we've been up to here at the whatnots uh we have a brand new reaction to marvel's werewolf by nights <laughs> Kind of our reaction review spoiler discussion thing. Uh, and I I think that was a great way to start off the mm-hmm. Halloween spooky season. Um, that is one you should absolutely check out. E- even if you know nothing about Marvel or all the rest of the movies, you, do, you don't need to know a single thing. If you're a horror no. fan, I highly recommend checking it out. Um, that is on Disney+. Plus. Uh, of course, here on the review show, it's all spooky month, all month long. Uh, last week here, do you, Melissa, do you want to fill them in on what we covered last week here on the show? Yeah. Last week, we talked about the duology, a horror film and its sequel, because horror has so many long running franchises in it. We wanted to do a movie series that was just two, just two movies long. Uh, at least so far. And we watched Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You, which are yeah. both uh, Groundhog Day, I'm stuck in a time loop and I'm being murdered stories. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, yeah. And there will be many more scares to come here on the review show. Uh, yeah. But I think that is about it for the housekeeping right now. So let's get into... All the spooky stuff, all the scary stuff. Let's get into spoilers. Okay. Shiver. Junji Ito. So this had what, like nine stories-ish? I believe. Yeah. I don't remember exactly how It's nine and then like a real short one at the end. Real like extra. Here's one that's not as long. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah each, each story was only like 30-ish pages so it's enough for like mm. a single issue of a comic enough for uh the, the, you know the, the the story to establish the concept and the characters and all that stuff and leave you thinking about uh the the the, the stuff uh in in, the, in these pages man um yeah Melissa, let me ask you this what was the one that stood out to you the most where do you want to oh. start with this i 
at least for the initial setup, I think fashion model was my favorite story because I find the opening to it really relatable where this guy just wakes up. He's kind of has a bad feeling. Something's going to happen, but he can't tell what, and he's trying to take his mind off it. And he goes to a cafe and he like gets a coffee and he's slipping through a magazine. It's got these photos of all these fashion models yeah. Uh, just like beautiful people, beautiful clothes. And one page just has this very tall, angular, unnatural looking woman. And there's, yeah. there's no, with no text to explain her. She's in there as if she's just the same as any of these other models. And he's really unnerved by her. Like, who is she? Why does she look like that? Why is she in this magazine? And he just can't stop thinking about her. Like, who was that? Yeah, it's it's interesting because it's not necessarily uncommon to find a very, very unique looking person in some mm. kind of fashion mm. magazine like that. Of, of course, you have your stereotypical ma- 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 models. Mm. But every once in a while, there'll be someone that is just so unique. Um, but that's the thing with this is it's 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 not like she's just unique. Like she looks terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. She's like eight feet tall she has like shark teeth like her face she's got like a mac tonight face like yeah. she's not it's not just like oh what a strange looking person it's like is that a person what yeah. is this are, are you and human <laughs> right and i think that's not to that degree but it reminded me of when i'm a little kid and i, I went flipping through a box of magazines in my parents basement and there was a magazine that had a story about Rocky Dennis, who's the boy who inspired the movie Mask, not the mask, but there's a movie called Mask where Cher plays the mom. And it's about a boy who just has these very intense facial deformities. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it's based on the true story. And I've I've never been sure if I looked at it. I never looked into it. So I don't know if it's like, was this an accident? Was this a genetic thing? How common does this happen? Did, did this guy, how long did he live? Like, like what did yeah, he do sure. for a living? How was his life? I just remember like, I'm like eight years old. I just want things to read because I was a real voracious reader when I was a kid. I'm digging through magazines and one of them just has this really strange looking face on it. And I was really Man. alarmed and like, I didn't understand what was happening. It took me right back there and to other times when you're a kid and you don't know as much about the world yet and you'll just see somebody who looks strange and they'll sort of haunt you and you'll never when you're when you're young enough that you don't know what's going on but maybe you're old enough that you know you're not supposed to like that single that person out or ask like mommy why they look like that like you just live with it in your head yeah (laughs) your imagination just starts running wild yeah Yeah, or like, oh, when I was a kid, I would watch Zoom, that show on PBS, and there was a girl who had so many freckles, it kind of scared me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, she had so many freckles, more than I had ever seen on any person, and something about it was like, is she okay? Do you you have too many freckles? Is that sickness? Are you healthy? What, What does having that many freckles mean? That's interesting. And it reminded me of like things like that, but like blown up to this unnatural degree where you think you're truly looking at something that is absolutely unexplained, absolutely inhuman. And this, 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 or you don't know, like the guy's like, I don't know what that was. 
but I keep thinking of it. Like I keep seeing her face in my head. Yeah. And then he like tries to find the fashion magazine again. Like maybe if I just look at her again, if I just like over familiarize myself with her, she like, she won't be freaking me out anymore. And he can't find the magazine. Like it hasn't been published for months. And he's him and his friends are making a short film and they're like, Oh, what what have we found that girl? Like, what have we got in touch with like the modeling agency? Like, let's hire her. Let's hire her for our movie. And then you meet her in real life and she is like a monster. (laughs) Yeah. And there's a real a a really striking panel where like him and his buddies and her and like the one other actress they've hired are driving in a van out to this filming location in the countryside and she is like her head is touching the top of the van she's so tall i really love that one panel with the scale of this woman and how just intimidating and unnatural she is but and then she like eats the other actress she just straight up eats her (laughs) yeah but which is which is fun but i i kind of like the opening of it where just you see somebody you don't understand and, yeah, and they just haunt you. A, You're just like, who are wild they? Why do they look like this? Yeah. Yeah. Th- th- that is a great parallel. Um, t- t- that. Yeah. I, I, I liked that one, too. This is the one recurring character, this model. Uh, we see her in this fashion model story. We mm. see her at the end in that, like, extra short story. Uh, and then there's another story with these puppets uh, where one of the puppets has the same yeah, face as, yeah. as that model, um, which I, I I don't think it's supposed to be a puppet of her. I, I don't think no. it, there's supposed to be a connection, but it is just this very scary face that is like, yeah, maybe he used it multiple times as he was like trying mm-hmm. to figure out like where do i use this who is this character stuff like that um but yeah like that is the thing is like everyone that encounters her is all unco- like they're just they're very uncomfortable by by her and what is what's interesting to me about that story is they're they're trying to be on the down low about mm-hmm. it but they're also very open with the just like how uncomfortable they are around her and it's not a secret that like like she's she's right there she can hear them it's like just being like man she makes me so uncomfortable like what is this um and she's oddly i i don't want to say okay with it because she ends up eating like all of the 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 Mm. people making this movie but uh, she it, w- when she eventually calls them out and and is like, why are you paying more attention to her and not mm. me here? They they don't really know what to say because it's like, well, she's right. Like <laughs> this is the conventionally beautiful model mm. that we got to play our our main character. Um, well, but not just like that that she's beautiful. It's like she has non-threatening energy. This woman is not only strange looking, she, like her energy is unnerving. <laughs> like something yes. about her feels kind of like a threat to them, regardless of how many and how pointy her teeth are. Exactly. And so, yeah, as as this like strange turn of events slash power move by this yeah. model is like, 
what if I just eat the main act dress <laughs> and just let's let's lure her out into the woods here and I just devour just, her. Just uh, eat her. And that that's what happens, and they're they're all just sitting around like that. I haven't seen the main actress in a while here. Uh, what's what's going on? Mm. And they're just like, I, w- I wonder if she went out in the woods with with the other one. And yeah, they, of course, go try to look out in the woods here. And they're like, nah, like they wouldn't have gone off together. That'd be weird. Right. And then, mm. yeah, the, the monster just comes crashing in and eats more of them. And like the end. Right. <laughs> Which, like I said, I kind of like the the intense degree of she just straight up eats a person. Yeah, <laughs> fully like we and it's off screen, so we don't know if it's like what did did you unhinge your jaw and just gobble her? Like how much of her is left? Is she totally gone? What what happened? But yeah. I really love the quiet unnervingness of just. You're flipping through a normal fashion magazine. You see somebody who you look so unusual. You don't know if that's a human or not. Yeah, but I do like that. Absolutely. Ultimately, we still have no idea who who this woman is or why she's a model or how she got in that magazine. Absolutely. Uh, you know, something that we probably should have mentioned also at the start is that, uh, oddly enough, this is, I think, where we get the first appearance. Well, I, I don't know if it's the first appearance, so I should take that back. But we get a small taste of Tommy, uh, yeah. who he has also made a full g- graphic novel on. Uh, so not a recurring character in this book, but a recurring character in the world of Junji Ito and his works. Uh, and that was nice to see because that was one of the books that I pitched uh, this week that we could have potentially read. So it was still nice to get a small taste of that. We just got a small dose here. Uh, and I'm not sure that this story might be collected in that book huh. uh, there. Yeah, I, I don't I'm know. not sure. Uh, but but yeah, we did get a, a small short story with Tommy uh, in in this. I, I liked that one, too. It was not my favorite, but it mm. also kind of deals with a model posing for some artwork yeah. or something like that uh, and trying to capture both their physical presence as well as their like aura like their metaphys like their Mm. spirit right uh and it's interesting because tomei when someone captures her in a photo there is this like weird ghosting image that like comes off of her face and it is this like terrifying second face that's on on there i'm not sure sure exactly how to describe that but that is the aura that this artist is trying to capture because that is the thing that is haunting him um when when he first when he first goes to paint her he just paints literally what he sees and when she is like uh yeah no this is bad like the, the, mm. this is only like 10 p- p- percent of me like you failed to capture right. me uh yeah he's he knows how talented he is and so he's 
taken off off guard and is just like I I I can I know I'm good at painting. Right. How is this only 10% of He's like, who you are? How who are you to know that uh, like this is only 10% yeah. of you? Like what what is happening here? Yeah, and like there like he holds up the painting there in the frame and it's like no, yeah, that looks like her. That's her right there on the other side of the panel. Yeah. Um but but yeah, he he ends up like just being driven mad mm-hmm. to like what is that like I did I mess up? Did I not see something about her? Like he just keeps thinking about her um, to the point where he has to go track down another artist that she's now currently working with. He goes to see him and it's this sculpture, this sculptor that has a bunch of these sculptures that he has now smashed probably for the same thing that he cannot yeah. capture the essence of Tome. Um, and he, he's like, give me a, a second chance. I think I can do it. Uh, and, um, he, he paints this second portrait that has this like horrific, yeah. like second face on there. And she's terrified of this thing. I'm just like, mm-hmm. why would you think that's me? Like, oh mm-hmm. my God, what is wrong with you? And now he's like, what? but I saw that this is, a, you've been haunting the, what? <laughs> He's so confused. Like, it's almost also kind of <laughs> silly. Yeah. I. But it's still terrifying, right? I, I liked this one. This felt very classic to me in a good way. Like, I think the structure of it's very much like a, a Twilight Zone or a Tales from the yes. Crypt or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it felt like a, a TV episode that I was reading in a way that the other ones didn't exactly uh i love when she you go to the sculptor's house and he's smashed all the sculptures he's made of tome and there's just a pile of limbs uh which which is haunting but also there's just like loose butts in there so it's also (laughs) kind of funny like that image is the tone of the entire book loose butts (laughs) (laughs) now i'm just imagining a quote on the back of the book from us the tone of this book is loose butts <laughs> like dis like haunting dismembered faces and limbs exactly, and, yeah. and just like a boob <laughs> just singular boobs thrown in there and just this, <laughs> this pile of pottery limbs yeah yeah that's but, but yeah i think that is the whole thing uh everything that happens in this book like one of the most striking images is the caterpillar man. I think Mm. that is like that encapsulates it is the story is this woman has amnesia and she, she goes to her boyfriend's house. Like the guy who says, I we're you might not remember this, but like, we're really close. You know, we're boyfriend, girlfriend, like come back over to my house. You would spend so much time at my house. I think it'll help refresh your memories. And uh, his dad scuttles out of the door of his bedroom, like just the crab walks on his back on the floor, just like scuttles out like, hey, good to see you. I'm sorry to hear about that memory loss. I hope you'll be feeling better soon. And he just scuttles back. (laughs) And then you find out that the dad uh, has the head of every ancestor 
attached to his head. So like on top of his head is just like another like dome, like like another crown, a forehead and then a top of a head. And on top of yeah. that is another top of a head to where it looks kind of like the segments in a caterpillar. And it snakes throughout the whole house like Rapunzel's hair. Uh, and he's going to die and his son needs to like the top of his head's going to go on the top of his son's head. And this is why this girl lost her memories because she found this out and it like broke her brain. <laughs> yeah, it's terrifying. Um, but that that is like I, I, I think with the artist, even the body horror thing, too, there is mm. this like obsessive yeah. nature of uh, of this thing, like. For the kid who's g- g- going to be next in line there, like, he's accepted his fate of just, like, like I'm not going to run. I'm not going to, like, kill my dad or smash the rest of these skulls or stuff. Like, I, like, this is who I am. This is me. I'm set. But he has this, like, oddly obsessive nature about wanting to, like, reap produce and like there needs to be one more after me yeah um, yeah and that is i think what a lot a lot of these stories are about right there is this obsessive nature to these these things i need to capture that beauty i need to like i i need to figure out how to keep going how to survive how to do all of this and it's mm-hmm. it that is the thing like as as much as much as we were kind of referring to Tomei's sto- 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 story as like well the way we were describing it is kind of silly like that is the thing is like it's it's not the fact that he can't paint her exactly or that he painted this horrifying picture of of her it, it's it's the fact that they're they're so obsessed with this thing because like like you you mentioned the twilight zone and if if we take the idea of tomei's story i feel like you could do a million different twilight zone things just with her story mm-hmm. like what if the artist paints this and he didn't know that he painted that everyone else can ah. see this thing but he just sees the regular person and he thought he painted that or what if it's switched where he thinks he painted this beautiful portrait and that's what he sees but everyone else sees this monstrous thing right there's all sorts of ways you could go with that and just like oh beauties in the eye of the beholder Mm -hmm. and all that stuff but instead it's about this obsession this just just this like i'm not gonna stop until i can capture it i'm not gonna stop until i can just get this feeling out of me or something like that. And that in a weird way is just terrifying by itself. Right. I don't know. It makes me feel gross. Yeah. yeah. There, obsession is a, a, a key theme throughout a lot of these stories, particularly in the first one used record where these, I loved these two girls are ha- this one was fantastic. Yeah, this is a good opener. Like these two girls are hanging out, and one of them is playing the other one a record she has. And the one friend is like, Oh, I love this song. Like, why you won't tell me where you got the record from? You you won't you won't let me take it home and like make a copy of it. Like, I can only listen to it when I'm here. Like, why are you being so possessive of this thing? And she like takes it and tries to like sneak it away and like run away with it, and her friend comes after her. 
and she's like trying to fight her off and like hits her on the head with a rock and she dies. And so the girl's like, I was going to cover her body up uh, and then have the record all to myself. And, but then she finds like she doesn't have a record like her record player at home is broken like she can't like rent one from the library <laughs> and she can't go back to this murdered girl's house so she's like how do I play the record and she takes it into a yeah. jazz cafe which is a neat little part of Japanese culture I was happy to see uh, here in one of these stories the importance of jazz and its cafes yeah. and she finds a record player there and she starts playing it and this guy is like do you know what this is? I thought I thought I wouldn't hear this for years. This is this like underground, like mythic song that this woman recorded. And the song is just like scatting. At first, when you see like the the word bubbles, you think this is Junji Ito just sort of putting in like nonsense, la la la, dee to dee, do to do, sort of in place of any lyrics. But here right. you learn, no, those are the literal lyrics in the song. And the legend is that it was the singer, this real hardworking, like nightclub singer, like fought her whole life to get a record deal. And as she is walking into the the recording studio, she gets hit by a car and she's like barely alive. But she begs, you know, the recording staff, like, take me inside, take me inside. I like I have to get something on wax. And they take her inside and she seems to die. But then she like starts speaking after her death and they call it and they're able to catch it uh record it and that's why this thing like sounds so eerie like because it starts so suddenly because the guy only hit record once he realized oh my god she's making noise what is this and it's yeah the dying the, uh, the a dying woman or a dead woman the paula bell scat they call it the most haunting scat in the world never before yeah. has scat been used for horror and this song has been like a legend and people will just go mad trying to have it uh and so she like ends up clutching the record and like running away from that guy in the jazz cafe and running away from like the guy who had the record store that her friend stole the record from in the first place like this corrupts everybody whether you knew of the legend to begin with or if you've just heard the song and the song itself right. really strikes you. Multiple people die in pursuit of this dead woman's song. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like after she kills her friend that that first t- time, she kind of hides the body, then starts to walk away. And then yeah, that yeah. body starts to do this. they like, la, 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 do, do, do. And, and she's just like, wait, did you say something? And so then starts to think like, OK, maybe you're not dead the but it like it's a short story so the story mm, kind of moves yeah. on it's not yeah. like okay well let me go get you some help she like she still is like i need a record mm. player instead <laughs> right she thinks oh maybe i didn't kill my friend in which case uh either she I'll lies they're dead there. or or she gets up uh you know and like i'll just pay for the i'll just pay that price later right now i don't care if like her and her parents come to get me and get me in trouble i just want to hear this song again yeah. See, I you you said the Tony one played like a a Twilight Zone one. I thought a lot of these played yeah. like a Twilight Some Zone. Some do. This one, the episode, the Marionette one is wild. That one's so eerie. That one too. Yeah. 
um but but like it it is the thing so yeah she hears her friends say the stuff and then as she is running from these multiple people she ends up dying and losing the record and her body starts to do this stuff yeah and i i think there was one character in there who said that it was communication from the afterlife like that was another way he put it it's not like it's not like a person's dying breath because they've mm. already been pronounced dead and have been for a couple minutes. And so then just sounds start coming uh. out like that's weird. Right. And I, yeah. I like that. This is also like a, a different spin on the like haunted record that the yeah. devil made someone do right it's it's just it's a new take on on that that i really really enjoyed yeah yeah you're when the story starts you're expecting this to be like this was the one record she caught and then she died <laughs> and then the, the studio burnt down this is the one thing that got out like you don't expect the record to have been recorded in the circumstances which it was this right. is a dying woman's jazz noises from the afterlife absolutely uh let's talk about the titular story shiver oh um, yeah because th- this is an- another one that i th- i thought uh played like a twilight zone uh thing just a real bizarre story uh that yeah, ended up- it might be a little too weird <laughs> <Is it? laughs> I mean, yeah but so so Shiver, it is this story about this boy who's kind of curious about his next door neighbor because there's a girl who appears to be about the same age as as mm. as him who he has seen a handful of t- times like looking out her window and uh, when he sees her, she will like point to something out in the lawn and just smile and start laughing and stuff like that. But when he sees her, she has these like holes in her body. He's not really sure exactly because he's so far away. But then there's a doctor that will come visit this girl. And whenever he does this girl is just screaming nonstop like it hurts mm. stop don't do this like all, all and he just he has no idea what to yeah. do but then when he sees her she's smiling and been like laughing and pointing at this one thing mm. so he's just he's just conf- confused yeah and she's been like this his whole life like you know, like they were born about the same time but like she's always been very ill like stays inside is homeschooled or whatever so this is just a fact of life for him this isn't a new development and it's yeah. really just when he in his like sort of preteen teenage years when he's like, I got to get to the bottom of this thing. Like, it's why is this still happening to her? What, yeah. what what sickness does she have that hasn't been cured yet? And as as he's starting to think about all of that stuff, he starts to have this vague memory of like, I, you know, I could have sworn that my grandpa had something like this. Like he had mm-hmm. like I saw him one time and he had these weird holes in his body. And I just I asked my parents about it, but they always like they, they, they always said, no, 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 that's not it. That's not what happened. Yeah. But man, I swear, like I, it feels like that's what happened. Uh, and then how, how do they 
end up figuring out the story. I, did, oh, do you remember? I, oh, I did. Is I it know some, it's like, like him a local and his newspaper or something. Yeah, or like him up... and his friend like find some record of it. Oh, they're 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 looking in his grandfather's right. diary. Yeah, That's yeah, what he's, it is. Yeah, he's got. I I really love the concept behind a lot of these stories, but there's a couple detail bits that are. <laughs> don't really hold up to scrutiny like how this grandpa died when this kid was like really like so old he like barely remembers that he's maybe like two or three and he's like yeah my parents we just never got around to getting rid of grandpa's stuff so i just have it in the corner of my room I'm like you're like a 13 14 year old boy why why have he, you not gotten rid of these why are they still he here specifically at some says point you'd be like i need a room hassle. for model right <laughs> It's a hassle. It's not that many things. Take a weekend afternoon. (laughs) Right. You just box up some books, take them to the thrift store. Why have you never at any point in your life been like, I need room for model trains or something? The the one thing I will say in Asian cultures, in in stuff like that, it, it is more... They, 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 I, I, or, well, I, I shouldn't say it is more because I guess I, I, I'm, I'm not Asian, so I, I don't <laughs> really know exactly. Mm. But from what I've seen and I understand it, there is a certain sentimentality of respecting your elders and your ancestors mm. and remembering them. So it, it might, it, like they might keep them regardless but they just haven't decided what to do with them yet or like do we want to move these to the attic do we want to move these to this other room let's just leave them here for now and if it was presented in another context i wouldn't have thought about it but the fact that like i think it's like oh this used to be like they're just like oh it's a hassle (laughs) <laughs> like well, and like why put these in your like little boy's bedroom unless it is things like you do want him to grow up with like duh did grandpa was an artist here's his old sketchbooks with like uh, pictures of planes or something right. <laughs> no it's just like all his old junk and it, <laughs> like either like if it's junk get rid of it or if it is real like things you have sentimentality and respect for like put him up somewhere nice and not just be like have we sort of shoved him into a corner after he died and we just haven't moved them in 12 years yeah so they 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 find this diary and they start reading it and they figure out that well he was a soldier off in the war uh he ended up like one of his troops or his troop mates or his fellow mm. soldiers found this like weird jade carving uh that they ended up thinking was cursed uh and the grandfather ended up with it and brought it back home with him uh and he started to get this same it like curse uh that his fellow soldier got but he hadn't really put it together yet that Mm. the object was what was cursed uh and it wasn't until like after like i I, it it seems Mm. more like maybe the sun put it together and figured it out uh and 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 it was like on his deathbed that it was like well it's too late now it's like really do anything about this except for get rid of this like jade 
thing. So the grandfather dies, the son gets rid of it by just tossing it out the window mm. and forgetting about it. And it turns out when he tossed it out the window, it went into the neighbor's yard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and somewhere along the, the line, the like two-year-old daughter of their neighbors must have found it and picked it up. Yeah. And that's how she got this curse. Yeah. Uh, that she 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 got this infliction that puts these holes in your body. Body holds all the way through, yeah. not just like I can see like my bone, just like straight through. Oh, yeah. Um, you are Swiss cheese. And that is the, the thing is, as the wind is like blowing through these holes, I'm sure that's also part of these sc- these screams is just the like yeah. whistling sa- mm-hmm. sa- sound and stuff. But she's also complaining about how cold it is. Because, yeah. like, it can get to all of the, this new surface area of her b- 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 body and just be like, I'm cold. Like, I, I have this, like, nonstop shiver now that yeah. I have all of these h- holes in my b- 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 in my body. Um, and, yeah, it, it is just this, like, weird, like curse of, like, oh, n- 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 now I know what happened uh, to 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 her. But then the girl starts getting better one day. And he's just like, huh, that's weird. I don't know how you could get better from that thing. There was mm-hmm. nothing in my grandfather's diary about that, like all of that stuff. And then, yeah, they find out that like the best yeah. friend of this boy that helped him find this diary and read all of this stuff was like, there's no way that thing is cursed. And so he snuck in and stole this jade thing to see if it was cursed. And sure enough, it is. And now this guy has the curse instead. And this one girl is starting to get better and all that stuff. And he's just like, like, take it back. I, I, I'm, I have, I'm so cold. I have these shivers. Like, all of this stuff and the, it's just it's man like it's it's an interesting one to think about is what i w- walked away with that is is it like that's the thing is like s- some of those old twilight zone stories mm-hmm. they were scary in a way that they left it open-ended or it just kind of <laughs> ended with well now the next person is cursed with this <laughs> thing right yeah and like there is no actual end like we figured it and we solved it and like boom it's done yeah, right it's, it's just like the ring it keeps like you know how to get going. it away from you but you don't know how to stop it all together exactly exactly yeah i think so. the the concept of just having holes all over your body to be a, a lotus pod to be a swiss cheese that is a very effective visual and again, this story called to like something in my childhood. And I think the best of the oh, horror stories do just remind you of something unnerving from when you're a kid. Just in that I had a neighbor who had a house with um, big, big like shrubs in front of it. And he had this like wood, like these wood slats over his porch. So there was no way to get in. Like we could look at the house and know like he like 
when he goes out, he like drives his car, he comes in, parks his car in the garage, goes in through the garage door to get into the house. Like there was no way from anybody for anybody to get into the house outside the garage. And like we rarely saw him. That's I think my mom wild. said, "Oh, like like I think he might have been around a bit more when like my older brother was a kid and like his wife died. <laughs> like he's the very cinematic widower who became some sort of a shut-in. I've seen I've seen him a bit more like like in high school and college, I would see him out a little bit. Big car guy. Drives a beautiful dude, antique car. So yeah. he, he's got things in his life it seems like he enjoys. But yeah, that always unnerved me when I was a kid. That there was this one house just like three blocks from me. Like the same build of normal suburban house that I had. Where this guy just like completely shut himself off. Wild. There was always that one house in the yeah. neighborhood, right? When you're growing up where even if it didn't like it is not necessarily scary in and of itself. It's like I've ne- ne- never seen people go in yeah. and out of that or I have. And it's always under weird circumstances mm. that they're like. There's always just that one house, though, because I, I, I had that growing up and I feel like it was something more of just in my mind. Like I it was so I I lived in a cul-de-sac that was more like a square. It was a rectangle. Um, a square sack. A, a square sack. Yeah. And the two houses on the and at the like top of the you thing had these big like wraparound porches where the front door like you had to go up on the porch and then like all the way down the side of this house to reach the front door into that thing so the the front door was always kind of hidden back there and I was kind of catty corner to that house. I was on a diagonal of, of that one. So it was just this one that was always just farther away. The front door was tucked away and all, all that stuff. And just in my own imagination, like yeah, never met yeah. those people, but just was like, man, I don't like I it, when Halloween comes. Uh, uh-uh, No, not that house. We're skipping that one. <laughs> and and I, like I, I had no like actual thing like man i think someone died in that house or the person who lives there is real scared just no just like in in it was all in my 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 head yeah i don't want to go to that house Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah Uh, do do you just want to go ahead and get the grease one out of the way now (laughs) yes i don't want us to end on the grease one good god this one is disgusting it is, but like in such an inventive a way, like you can't help but still admire it, even if you don't enjoy it. Like the concept of like this family lives in an apartment over the restaurant they run. It's like a, a barbecue restaurant, a, a meat restaurant, and like the whole house is filled with this like greasy smoke. Like, you know, when you'll like, if you have your fridge next to your stove or something, you'll go to get something off the top of your fridge and it's got yeah. that like grease dust on it yeah it's like what if that was your entire existence and you couldn't escape it like they can never get it out of the house they can never ventilate this apartment enough to get that away and this girl just like her whole life is grease and she has no way to escape it yeah like this is the the hang of like it's in it's not exactly obsession but it's let's 
takes something really small, really simple, yeah. and yeah. just make it so overwhelming. What would happen here? Um, and it's like, what would the psychological effects be? Um, mm. And yeah, she is the seemingly normal one of the family that is just afflicted by this this thing. The father is kind of down on his luck after the mom passed mm. away or left them. I'm not I, I don't really remember. Uh, but the yeah, be, because this grease just kind of doesn't go away. Even their restaurant is not yeah. doing so hot. Um, oh, yeah. And they're just kind of down on their luck. And then the like bratty younger brother is just a troublemaker and a bully because everyone is mean to him because he has this like grease all over him. And one night she catches her br brother just chugging the oil that they use to cook things in. Like It's labeled salad oil. And I don't know exactly what that is. I, I I feel like I mean you've you've seen those those jarressings that you have to like that's actually what I figured it was yeah, yeah or like they're like an olive oil or something that like that has a, a robustness that you just put it on stuff that's what I yeah. figured but I'm like but salad oil is such a specific obscure phrase that adds to the eeriness of this entire story yeah. And she just like wakes up one middle of the night and he's just dad dad down there in the kitchen just chugging it. And she's terrified by that. And uh, eventually the younger brother starts to develop all this acne on his mm. face. And visually speaking it it looks a lot like what we just discussed in Shever. like these yeah whole, it, it's just these yeah it's yeah, just these like, holes it's bumps exactly yeah and uh it, like it, he he just man, he gets even more bullied at school and then besides catching her brother doing that she ends up having this nightmare about uh, the, the, I I forget what mountain they were looking at, like Mount Fiji Fuji. or yeah, or Fuji, yeah. Um, and it erupts, the mountain, but the instead, classic uh, Japan mountain. I don't I don't know this stuff. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it erupts, and instead of lava, it's all this oil that <sighs> comes, and so sh she's starting to be more and more terrified by all the this stuff. Uh, and she catches her brother being picked on at school, but mm -hmm. just doesn't do anything. And so that night at home, he starts picking on her. He's like, you were laughing at me too. too. I saw you. You didn't step in like all of this stuff. And he he pushes her down, gets on top of her and just starts to squeeze his <gasps> face. Oh! And all of the like pimple juice oil stuff just starts spilling out. And it's not like a, a little small like <laughs> like it's it is this constant stream of it, just it looks like, oil. It looks like spaghetti it lo or, or like, exactly. like, like yes. Play-Doh when, when you like sh sh shove it in the yes. like. Yeah, it looked gross. like it's not even like liquid grease. It's got it's like got body to it. You know, it comes out in a strand. It looks not like in noodles. A stream. Yeah. 
Oh, just this constant Haunting stream in a different way from everything oil. else. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, how was all of this inside your body? Oh, my God. Uh, and and yeah, it's it it, it it is so disgusting that that it, like that is the one that I was just like, oh, like I I like please be it's, I want this one to be done and it's, quickly. It's the please. last. It's a, the last of the stories for a reason. <laughs> and then you've got that like one like little tiny one at the end. So that's not literally the last thing you're looking at. Yeah. Thankfully, there is something else. But man, that one is just I, I it's gross. It is disgusting. Ugh, I think that is that it, that has to be one of, if not the most disgusting thing I have ever read. It is great. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it is bad. Oof. Let's it is bad. Let's move on to we leave the grease behind us. I want to talk a little bit about hanging blimp because I. Yes. I want to save the like meteor ones for the end. I want to get to the long dream and the marionette one after this. Like, let's get yeah. this blimp one out of the way. Cause I think this one's got like evocative imagery. It's, a, it's about a teenage girl who, uh, there's a story in the news about this idol who seemed to hang herself. And it wasn't just this teen idol everybody looked up to, but it was like this girl's friend, her classmates or school, like is very specifically affected by this. And like her, this teen idol's fans are coming after her boyfriend saying like, you didn't support her career. Like you drove her to this. And he thinks he sees the dead girl's head, like just her head. Cause like her neck was broken in this incident just her head floating around, but her head is huge. Her head is like five feet across massive blimp head just floating around. And he feels haunted by this head. He sees it everywhere. And people are like reporting it and they're not sure. Like there's no way this can happen. It's a ghost. It's some kind of weird spirit. What is it? Like this is a hoax. Yeah. Why would you see a giant floating head? Why is that head so big? Uh, but then like he sees it one day and he goes after it and like he he feels compelled by the head and he thinks to like make it up to her he needs to hang himself also so he does and then like a big bl- blimp shaped like well, his head comes along I want to and- say one thing to, to to interrupt here it looks like yeah it it, it it's not so, so much that he feels like he needs to hang himself but it, it's it's this weird thing of he's climbing up right, a tree yes, yes. to the top to reach out to her. But in doing so, there also just happens to be a noose there. And you're That's like, whoa, what it is. whoa, wait, what is happening? You're d- guy, don't do that. Don't step off of the thing. Like he's actively reaching for her. Mm. But there just happens to be this noose that is like dangling from the sky. And then, yeah, mm. once he steps into this noose and off the tree, you see that his body is now the like weight. I, I mean, it's not much of a, a weight compared mm. to this thing, but it is like the bottom of a string that is leading up to this like giant size balloon thing of his head. Yeah. And it, 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 at first, it's just like, what the hell is this? This is so weird, so strange. And uh, the girl, well, so what's interesting is this story starts in meteor yes, yes. with this 
this classmate of the girl being like, it's been a week. I can't go outside. I'm starving. And you hear people outside being like, come on out. We know you want to. You have to be hungry. Come on. Like, just step outside. You'll be okay. And she's just like, I can't. I can't go out to hide. I'm the only one left. And you're just like, what is happening here? Um, And then, yeah, it tells this story. And that same girl is there that night when the the guy steps off of the the tree and she goes back home. They're still not sure exactly what it is. But then more and more of these balloons just start coming uh there's a scene when they first start to appear and it's a number of these girls in the class and they look up in the sky and they just like what is that there's these three dots just kind of coming down like what is this and yeah just like descending from the sky ends up being like all these balloon heads of people with long strings and nooses yeah. on yeah on, on the end, and they're, just, they're they're sitting there like that's that's my face, and then the balloons like go after them, and the nooses like get them by the neck and just start dragging them and h- hanging them. And just more and more come. The news starts reporting it. Like, don't go outside. If if you do go, go, go outside, make sure you're in a vehicle where you can be covered. Like, these things mm. will get get you. And it it just ends up becoming this apocalypse. Like, yeah, because there's no way you can destroy them. There's a really cool visual where it get it's coming for one of her friends. And like our main girl and her friend are like d- hiding down this alley. And like some guy leaning out of his window sees the balloon coming and he grabs a crossbow that he has. And he's like, like Oh, does. I'll shoot an a- yeah, I'll shoot an arrow into the balloon. The balloon will puncture and then it won't get you. The arrow hits the balloon and it deflates, but the girl deflates. The visual of just watching a human head deflate with the physics of a balloon is wild. Yeah. I wasn't as fond of this story as much as the other ones because we spend a lot of time in the beginning just with those teens. Just with like, uh, it is very sad that this girl took her own life or like possibly was in an accident. It's like very fuzzy what might have happened. Well, they they do explain it that uh, so she whether it's she took her own life or 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 not she is attached to her own yes, yes. balloon thing but as her balloon is flying around she gets caught on some other wires and it rips off so that's yeah. why it looks like she just hung herself and now there is mm. this like weird floating head thing out there yeah. <laughs> uh she her hers is the only one that is like does not have the noose and body attached yeah because it got tangled up in mm-hmm. some wires some like telephone or electrical wires mm-hmm. um but the the beginning of the story is like a bit more teen melodrama for a while before the balloons start showing up like you said the visual of like the girl deflating is intense but this one was like less scary 
but also not so preposterous that it gets kind of comical like some of the other ones do. And I, I don't know if it was literally longer, but it felt longer. And I'm like, come on, let's get going. I get it. I understand the premise. What else do you got? Yeah. Yeah. It's it, like I I don't feel like any of these stories did overstay their welcome. But I feel like there there were a couple of them that you could have stop shorter and i think would have been just as effective right mm. uh and i think this could have been one of them um that being said something that i liked about this book as a whole is that i think a lot of the pages of the manga by so just like a, take a single page from this manga mm. by itself I think you could show that page to someone yeah. and it would almost work by itself. Like here's a one page story. Mm-hmm. There you go. And it could be like in the middle of one of these short stories. And like that would be be it. The, 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 there was a ton of them that w- would just work by itself like that. And I, I really enjoyed that. I was like, yeah. man, like just by itself, this page is terrifying. Mm-hmm. And you you don't even need to know all of the details that this young idol hung herself yeah. and now there's yeah. this floating hand. Just the one page of these 14 girls being dragged away by these noses on this flying balloon. Just that page by itself. Terrifying. And that's all you need because your imagination runs yeah. wild. Why are these b- balloons here? What's happening? Do they get you when you're out in the open? Like, why did these two get cut? Like, what's happening here, right? Uh, and that's exactly what the rest of this story leaves you with. It was still a great story, but it was like, yeah, yeah it, 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 I, it, it is. It, it, it is just this like it could have worked on a smaller scale, too. Yeah. I I I could have done with less of the teen stuff at the beginning. A lot of these stories are teen centric. I I was really happy for the the long dream one because one of our our subjects are younger, but like we are dealing with adult doctors, and I'm like, oh boy, adults, <laughs> get me out of teensville. I I want to talk about the marionette mansion one though. Maybe okay, we'll cool. end on on the long dream, and then we'll talk about that final little one, but. The marionette one is about this uh, family where it's like a mother who ran off or who died. And it's like a dad and three little kids. And they have a a puppet show theater. And they travel around Japan in their van full of puppets giving shows. And they only stay in a town for like a month. And the kids, like everybody lives out of this van. And the kids are like, like the older ones pretty into the puppets. But the younger ones are like, I... I don't like that we go into a town for a month and then we leave. I'm never able to make friends. I'm done doing puppets. Why do we have to live out of a van? Like if dad just gave up the puppets, we could settle down somewhere and he could get a different job that paid us enough to live in a building. Right. Yeah. And eventually the dad gets sick. And so they do have to like settle down somewhere and get this really small apartment while he gets better. And the, even in like in his, on his sick bed, he's like, bring me a puppet. I don't care which puppet. And he, they bring him one and he holds it up. It's like, oh, the magic of puppets. It's almost like they're controlling you. And the, the oldest son is like, 
I am getting out of here. And he like takes his favorite puppet and leaves. And he, you find out that he's been like, he, he like did little puppet shows on the street to like get him enough money to like pick himself up and like get it until like he get his own job somewhere. But then we go to like the, the younger two siblings uh, after the father dies, they like live with an aunt for like 10 years. And then once the, the, the brothers of age, he's like, let's me and my kid sister are going to get a place together. I'm going to work. I'm going to put her through school. We can do this on our own. And they find out that they've landed in the same town that their older brother did. And mm-hmm. they haven't heard from him in years. They had no idea where he was. And he invites them over to his house. This big, ostentatious, like strangely tall, mansion. very yeah. vertical mansion. Yeah. And they open the door and he's, it's him and his wife and his little boy all strung up with strings. And like, they don't talk about it for a couple pages, which I love. You're just seeing this and you don't know if what you're seeing is what the characters are seeing. But then it's like, while they're eating dinner, they're like, so why'd you, why y'all hooked up to strings? What's that about? And he's like, oh, like I became part of this company. I make so much money. I make a great living. I decided I wanted to be a puppet. Like I hired, like you look up at the ceiling and it's just this like these panels, but there's just like void between the panels. There's just like dark space going up to this unseen like crawl space area. He's like, I hired the the puppeteers up there. You don't see them. They don't come down. They don't talk. They're just these servants. Uh, and they control us on strings. It's amazing. Like you don't have to move every time, like everything except for my fingers, they do everything for me. It feels so peaceful. It feels so free. And you know, you can dance any way you want, like you move any way you want to. And he has these ballerina puppets who full size, like human bodied ballerina puppets who like come out and perform. And the kid's sister's like, I want to do that. I, I want to be a puppet too. I want to move like that without having to yeah. learn to dance. And the middle brother's like, this is weird. I don't like this. What do you mean servants are controlling you? If, he's like, I, the older brother's like, I haven't moved a muscle in, of my own volition in two years. And he's like, your muscles have atrophied. If anything ever happened, like you couldn't stand up on your own. It's preposterous it's so so eerie like it's one of those things that the closer you look at it the sillier and scarier it is at both times and this is like not at all the direction i thought we were going to go in when we started with dad's obsessed with puppets the one this is one of the things that stuck out in my mind with this story and it's one of the most absurd things you can think about how did he build that house? How did how, what is the architecture in in that that there yeah. are there's these grids of like there there that won't work. Like physically speaking, that is an impossibility. How do you do that unless there's just a bunch of poles on each there thing are, that are there attached? There are. But when you but see they up there on every one of them, it, there is on su- on some of them but not on every single little like square panel. That's uh, so it, the, the whole thing is just like, I don't understand how this works. This is absurd. Uh, right. <laughs> but it is me saying that that is one of the absurd things is kind of absurd of me because that is like the least thing that you need to think about yeah. with, with this thing. Um, architecture. Yeah. Yeah. It is just this idea of j- j- it. It, it is kind of a story about does free will exist? 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, because the it was the father who was like, "I love puppets. You can control them, make them do whatever yeah. you want, and they can bring joy to other people." Whereas it was that oldest brother who was like, "Actually, Dad, you're wrong. The puppets are controlling you. Like you're obsessed. Mm. Like to the yeah. P- yeah. point where like you're sick." Like, we need to stop this, but you won't. That means they're controlling you. And so, uh, yeah, to see the brother then, like, all strung up at first is like, what is going on here? What are you doing? And he's still under the impression that it's it's his choice of how he moves, but he's not the one moving himself to do those those things. He still chooses to take a cup and put it to his mm-hmm. lips and drink but that's not the case still like it how is it that he's thinking that and the people know that that's what he wants to do here like it there's just this back and forth like none of it makes sense but it's just so scary to think about that there's these yeah. other people up there controlling him and yes. he has conditioned himself to think that everything they're making him do is what he wants and when you go up there and you see these people they are like haunted they're hollow-eyed again it's like is that a a person under very extreme circumstances or are you something else? Are you real? Yeah. Uh, And then on top of all of that, there is a small puppet, kind of like those about the size of those like artist, uh, like wooden sculptures for poses, right? About that size that looks exactly like the model. The, the, mm-hmm. This extra super tall, lanky woman with this like Joker like smile and shark mm. teeth. Um, and when they show this puppet, when the the middle brother is younger, he's sh- showing it to this girl that he met in some town. Yeah. And she is terrified of it. She mm-hmm. thinks it's so scary. And then. When they go visit the brother for like the second or third time, that puppet is there. It's the one that opens the door. It's running around the house and stuff like it. Like someone else is controlling that puppet in the ceiling. We never find out who, but it is just this idea that like. Here is this weird puppet that seems to have this just bizarre, strange feeling to it, right? This energy that is coming off of it that something is wrong because it it seems to be acting on its own, even against the wishes of the rest of the family exactly that is in this mansion here. But it is just kind of causing chaos. Um, and it's, it's just, yeah, it's just this weird, weird thing that is happening here. And like, I think between that and that Jade carving and the model herself, there is, there is another theme in this book of just like objects of the weird power or weird energy 
Mm-hmm. Are these things cursed? Are they not? Are we making it up? Do like, who knows? But yeah, that's like it. Just these influential, whether you know it or not, just these these things that just give give off a vibe. And this is almost a form of body horror, even though the bodies are completely intact. They're just strung up on all of these wires. You think about in another story, like the puppet would have forced this to happen. Like in the tales from the crypt uh, that ends the way the story starts, the puppet like forces you to become its puppet. The fact that this guy chooses we don't know what forces may have been influencing him but he, that he chooses you know what i'd like to be a puppet and he like com- designs this unnatural like horrible piece of architecture with this like shadow realm that he's got these serpents around in <laughs> to puppeteer him from the ceiling and puppet is like little son around and his son can like fall asleep because he's three years old but they'll still keep puppeting him like he's awake like the fact that he chooses and designs his whole life around this insane, horrific thing is unique. I've never encountered a story like that. It's not like in Tusk, Justin Long is like, yeah, make me a walrus. I want to live the walrus life. (laughs) Like, it's almost scarier that this guy's like, I know, I know what I'm going to do with my time here on earth. I'm going to be a puppet. Yeah. But in in this like weird fucked up way, like we know that his belief back in the day is that it's the puppet that is controlling people. So, I mean, we see that he is rich, like he has this Mm, big like I'm wondering even if this is like some kind of small commentary on corporations or capital just like so he is he's making money somehow some way and he thinks he's controlling people is is that what he's trying to I, say like is there any of that in I don't there no like i think he mentions like he works so from vague. home because part of it is that like they like they can't be anywhere else yeah and this is what the middle brother is like you you don't travel you you've got this money and you don't spend it to go anywhere you spend your entire lives just within this one mansion with people puppeting you around like how is that worth it like his the sense of wealth is so hand waved away it's like really not an element in the story it's just an answer to how he could build a house like this yeah. and employ these people yeah it's it's weird it's bizarre let's get on to the long dream because this huh. one is scary and terrifying but it is also uh the most like sci-fi of of the yeah I didn't, yeah i didn't think that Junji Ito kind of dipped his toes into sci-fi stuff. I don't know if he has other stories that are kind of sci-fi, but just even like it's 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 not sci-fi per se. But I think there is this idea of like uploading your consciousness into the cloud or somehow preserving your consciousness in a computer that this story kind of touches on um there there is this character who is at a hospital 
who was like, hey, Doc, my dreams are getting longer and longer. And he's like, you mean you're sleeping more and more? He's like, no, I'm I'm sleeping eight hours a night. But my like the amount of time that my dream like in the dream itself is getting longer and longer. It was one day. Now it's two days. Now it's a week. Now it's a month. Now I spent a year. Now I spent 10. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I spent a thousand. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like I'm living multiple lifetimes in a dream mm-hmm. in this thing. And it's just like this, this psychological effect on this person of like what does that do to him like oh he starts to forget what's happening in real life because yeah he ju- he thinks he just spent a hundred years over here so it's hard to remember the that one doctor he visited a hundred years ago yeah right um which is terrifying yeah and like they don't know what to do. They're like, "What do you mean, long dreams?" They're like, "We'll take you in for a, a sleep study. We'll, we'll we'll psychoanalyze you." And they do start noticing these odd patterns, like in his REM cycles. Like they hook him up to the machines, and the machines do the you know the EKG spiky line, like he's an earthquake or something. They're like, "That thing's weird. Maybe something is happening." But they start to notice, like when he is awake, like this guy feels. So strange. Like he feels utterly lost. And then his body starts changing, not aging, and that he looks like an old man now. He looks like like he is. Right. He's like some future human. You know, you, it's like he, it's H.G. Wells is the time machine where we go to the future. And we've got Morlocks, which are this like different form of human. He's yeah. evolving into something. He's And like the, the visual designs in this part of the book were incredible. Like it's so unnerving. He just becomes this almost like alien headed, like big bulbous head, big but sunken eyes. And his chin like disappears. And it's all this just like this sort of long wrinkly neck. He yeah. looks like E.T. or something. He looks utterly alien. And the fact that that's the way he goes instead of the man just looks very, very, very old. He looks old on a scale you can barely comprehend. A galactic that's scale. Impressive. Yeah. 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 Uh, at the same t- time that all of this is happening, there is a young girl down the hall who also has some kind of sickness or some disease uh and she is terrified of dying she does not want to pass away like all all this stuff and one night uh this guy that is having the long dreams uh accidentally like stumbles into her room and it terrifies her even more uh you're just like uh, like the god god of the death just visited me uh, like mm. all, all of this stuff and th- there there's just in after that night the guy with the long jareems goes back into a a judge a, 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 a dream and jareems that he's married to her for like a yeah. thousand years yeah and then when he wakes up, he's like dead set on like, I have to find her. Where is she? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, because he's he can't shake the dream. Like that is his reality now. He's like, that's right? my wife. Where is my wife? Exactly. And the doctor's like, uh, we need to stop him from doing all this stuff. He ends up finding her, but he has evolved so much that he is something else, right? So when he sees her this second time and she's even more terrified, that's when it hit, hits him. It's like, oh shit, all of that was a dream. That sucks. Fuck. Uh, so he has to go <laughs> back and just like, he's you're about to say something i just i just love the idea of taking any one of these horrific panels from this manga and adding a word bubble that just says that sucks fuck (laughs) fuck that sucks (laughs) it's like ten thousand years he's been married to this woman and to like realize it's a dream and that the real version of this woman is horrified of him thinks he is the god of death this like breaks him and he's been talking with the doctors when he's awake like how much longer can this get and the doctors are like dude we don't know like this keeps growing exponentially and he's like what if i dream forever what if i dream eternity what is that gonna do to me and the night where it seems like maybe he dreamt for eternity he like tries to open his eyes and then his entire body shatters like he can't handle it his physical and he turns to dust is gone pulverizes him. yeah but that's that's the 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 question that it leaves this doctor with of is like well did he wake up is he still technically dreaming like is his consciousness somehow out there still yeah we don't know. And then like as he's contemplating that of 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 like, huh, well, it, it it stinks that we don't have another kind of patient of this to keep studying and doing all of this stuff. That's when the girl down the hall is like, hey, my dreams are starting to get longer. And then he perks up at, at that. And, and but like that is the idea of like, well, do we let her continue dreaming so because she's terrified of dying so if yes. if if we can get her to just dream for eternity doesn't that solve the problem of her dying yeah and like it's two doctors and she says that my dreams feel longer and the one doctor turns to the other one and he's like i took that pulverized dust after that guy woke up from eternity and shattered and i like injected it into her like that's how I a, thought I could solve it. It's not that it's not that he took the dust. There was a weird stone that like was left behind, just this little small black stone. And yeah, it turns out that the doctor like inserted that in her, like in the back of her skull, mm. and then she starts to have these like weird long dreams. Um, but yeah, yeah, like it, the, that is the terrifying thing that is there's this object of power right that just has this weird side effect uh but the doctor wants to keep studying it and it's a possible solution for not wanting to die like can like will her consciousness still be Mm -hmm. out there somehow some way we don't know um and because the other guy was older to start with is that gonna be any different thing yeah it's just it's this like 
weird sci-fi horror story. But it's a good one. I liked it. Yeah. And this is, again, the best of these stories, like, relate to something you've experienced, even in a very abstract way. Like, I had a house in my neighborhood that frightened me. I, like, saw a face I didn't know how to understand when I was a little kid. And, like, I... You have those dreams where time dilates. And that happens to me, not an excessive amount, but coincidentally, like it happened this morning where you're like trying to leave the house and it's like, okay, I just got to get these couple things. And like, you can't get to them. Like all of your tasks multiply. Like it's like, oh, I'm just going to go get my shoes. Then you open your, like you have to wade through like a very messy room and you open your closet and it's like 90 shoes and you can't find the pair of shoes. And then you're like, wait a minute, I should put on some earrings before I leave. And then you can't find your earrings. And you, start when you to, finally start leave, to your feel family's like, what's like, what's his name in good fellas where he just has all that shit to do in <laughs> one day and just like, can't. <laughs> But it takes like so long. It like I had a dream where my family and I were going to Six Flags and we set out in the morning. Uh and then on the way there we stop in the gas station and I go inside the gas station and like the person working there is like an old high school friend and I feel like I talk to them for 3 minutes and then I go back outside and my family's still yeah. sitting in the car and they're like it's been 8 hours Six Flags is closed. Oh. <laughs> Like I have dreams like that where time dilates and it's like, no, you missed that thing because you were getting ready forever. You the thing you thought would take five minutes, took five hours and the thing is gone. You never got out of your house. (laughs) Like They're so frustrating and no thing I do in my life seems to make them go away. Like I can... My closet is entirely clean, entirely organized. I know where everything is. If I need to, like, get ready and leave in a hurry, and I will still have that dream. I don't know how to yeah. fix them. Yeah. I've I've, I've had a similar dream where time, it, a, a lot of time passes. But the one that I had was not every second of that it was maybe more cinematic in like okay we're gonna do this scene and then we're gonna do that scene but it like the idea was that like yeah okay months have gone by and there you go deal with it now right um so yeah that that stuff is just terrifying to to think that yeah, like he's he Jujito is a way of really latching onto feelings that you have had before and just exacerbating them and fantasizing them and like making them very unnerving. Yeah, the uh, the the one uh, little, little like note that he had after all of these stories that stayed with me was the one for the Gugaris uh one because yeah. it, it was just like yeah i went to go like uh he, he didn't go be a monk but he was like staying at this place where like it, it, he had to use these mattresses that were used by these monks but it was stored in such this like humid place that all of the yeah. sweat from every past person that like stayed on it had like encrusted these wrinkles on the mattress and you could just like lay on it and feel it and it was just like and he was like what if i put that into a story that was the one that stayed with me of of Mm -hmm. just like yeah like what if i just took how disgusted i was at this one mattress 
and turn that into a story. Right. Yeah, I <laughs> can get 24 pages feeling. out of that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, 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 I really like his work here. I Even, like, the stories that didn't work for me as much, the... Uh, like, they still have something in them I like. They still have, like, really startling imagery. Even if it's like, okay, I'm done with these teens. <laughs> Scare me already. Yep. <laughs> when the, once we get, get to that. the scary imagery, it's like, okay, all right. <laughs> that was worth it. Indeed. Do you want to move on to that final sh- short yeah. that, that, that we get here? Little one. Yeah, it's about a, another fashion model. And she's grown up with this fear of seeing her body cut uh by in a photograph like if there's a photo that's like just her face or just her from the waist up or like one of her arms is out of the frame it terrifies her she feels like like not literally but like induces this phobia of like having her body cut up and she's grown up and she like wants to try being a model under the promise that she will only ever be photographed and printed in full body shots Yep. And the one time like that doesn't happen where she is, it, it's a beautiful photo of her. It's just like yeah. a nice, she's like, wearing a, she looks nice and whatever it is she's advertising. She's a shot from the waist up or like they had the full photo and then they just cropped it to be the waist up. She's like, oh no, oh no, I feel like something bad is going to happen. And she passes by that first like uh, terrifying giant shark toothed fashion model like in the Fucci, holes of her. I think was her her name Fushi, or like yeah, Fuki or Fuchi, something yeah, something like that. But yeah. she she passes by her in the halls of her like modeling agency and like gets this weird vibe. Uh, and later we see that Fuji has gone and eaten all of her limbs so that every part of her that's left is the part that was cropped to fit into that photograph. Yeah, and and then like. Puts a border yeah. around her in in tape, so it, it looks like yeah, her arms were cropped off or her legs yeah. were cropped off. Um, yeah, just that like that was it. That was the story. Couple pages, effective. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's what I was kind of expecting more of in mm. this. I mean, I I guess not, but sometimes in short story collections, you get. Like a number of those little small ones that's like, okay, it's five pages. It's yeah. six pages. Uh, and then, right, you get like two or three that are like, okay, these are the ones that have some meat to them mm. here. Uh, but most of these were all around the same yeah. amount. So just like here's Pretty 30 close. pages. Maybe I think like 36-ish was the h- highest one. I'm not sure exactly, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. This is the one that was by far the shortest one. So good stuff. Yeah, I this was a real rewarding read for me. I'm happy good. I got I'm to glad. spend more time with him besides Amigara Fault, which is itself yes. haunting, uh, terrifying, <laughs> indelible images. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I don't think I have anything else to to say on Shiver by Junji Ito. It is a good one. Go check it out. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's do a quick bingo update. I'm going to pull this bingo card up on screen. I don't know if we're going to have any kind of stuff. You only have two squares left. We have expository art and... 
paper bag of tall groceries, which we didn't get. I have reaction of animal to judge trustworthiness, uh, a Hans Zimmer score, and no time to eat breakfast. Um, none of those things happened in this, so not much of a bingo update for, for you on that one. But with that, let's do recommendations. So, Melissa, if people mm-hmm. enjoyed this, what else might they enjoy? Uh, I, I think I've met Amagawa Fault. I've mentioned it, but in case you don't, you're not familiar with it, it is another short story by Junji Ito. I found it, I think I Googled it once, and I found where somebody had uploaded the pages to like an Imgur folder. There you <laughs> so go. Yeah. I hope to find a way to read it in print. But it is a these silhouettes of people, these cutouts keep appearing in this mountainside that are like in the shapes of people, you know, like when you run through a wall in a cartoon (laughs) and like the entire town, like flocks to look at these things. They they just show up overnight. Nobody knows like who's making them. Like they're just appearing like crop circles. Like, is this a prank? Is this a threat? What does this mean? And like, how deep did these go into the mountainside? And one guy's looking at him and he's like, that's me. That's shaped like me. That hole is meant for me. And he like strips down all his clothes and he like crawls naked inside the hole. And it seems like the hole just like, whoop, like sucks him in. Why? And it's about that <laughs> happening. Uh, <laughs> that. Yeah. Um, so check that out. Uh, fairly short, but memorable for sure. Absolutely. So the long dream really reminded me of the Stephen King short story called The Jaunt. I don't know a lot about King firsthand, but I've been listening to a really good podcast called The King Cast put out by Fangoria, the horror magazine. Mm-hmm. And they've mentioned the story and like described it several times. So I know it through their description. Uh, I, I haven't read it yet. I haven't yet gone to get the book from the library. Uh, The Jaunt is a short story originally published in Twilight Zone magazine in 1981 and collected in the 1985 Stephen King short story collection Skeleton Crew. So go get your hands on Skeleton Crew. The Jaunt is a sci-fi story about this future where teleportation has been invented. And this family is going to teleport from the Earth to Mars. And you have to be put under for this process because while your body can be teleported with no problem it'll do things to your mind the sort of Mm. metaphysical time and space slip you go into to teleport is bad for your head it's bad for you mentally makes sense Um, and so it's uh about what happens if you are awake for that journey I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> Interesting. So the, the long dream reminded me of that. And then the um, used record reminded me of this real story. Uh, there's a YouTuber named Wang, W-H-A-N-G, and he has a series of videos on something called The Most Mysterious Song on the Internet, which is just... Uh, uh, like a song somebody had uploaded that they like recorded in a mixtape off of the radio in like the eighties or something. And later when they were about this before, and later when they were digitizing all their tapes, they're like, Hey, does anybody know what this is? And like, nobody can figure out 
where the song came from. And like, you know, they they can't find it through Shazam, through like any reverse searches, through Googling any of the lyrics. All they know is like, okay, it played on this radio station, probably between like this year and this other year in the 80s, like before their, like the radio station's play history was digitized and they tracked down like the radio DJ who the guy was pretty sure he recorded like off of his show to see, do you remember this? And Wang has a series of um, like five videos on trying to figure out the most mysterious song on the internet and where it could have come from and who might've recorded it and where those people are today and why this thing just like slipped through the cracks of history to where we have it. It's like this opposite lost media where we're like, we have this thing that exists, but we just can't can't identify identify it. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That, that is pretty scary for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love lost media stories because there's no like actual thing to be scared of, but there is just something very eerie about all of it. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, let's see. I would recommend, of course, uh, Uzumaki, since I've read mm-hmm. that one. Go ch- check out that one. You did get a taste of Tomi, uh, in this one. So if you want more of her, uh, he has a whole graphic novel all about her, uh, that you guys can go ch- check out. But yes, that story about the record, the used record, um, mm-hmm. one of my favorite like more recent favorite writers in comics right now is a guy named Ram V. Um, mm. And he he's, he's, he's written all sorts of books, but there's one that I checked out recently that I've had on my shelf for a long time. I bought it because I knew that he created it, but I hadn't got a chance to read it yet uh, until a couple months ago. And uh, it is a story about this musician who's uh i i think it's like his mother died or his grandma died. I, I don't remember exactly um but he goes to the funeral and while he's at his like childhood home uh he starts to see like a ghost of his his grandma uh and just in his kind of wanderings about the city and wondering about life and all that stuff and what he's made of his life. He ends up stumbling upon uh, this like jazz bar uh, Mm. or he, he, he sees a photo of his, it's, it's, it's it's like a photo of his grandma or grandpa or whoever, but there's a musician in there that he's trying to identify for some, for some reason. Uh, and as he's trying to figure all this, this mystery, uh, it, it ends up kind of being the story about obsession and legacy and mm. playing music and what do you leave behind after you're gone it, it's this really like haunting huh almost ghost story um but that one is called blue in green um okay. by ram v I, I, I don't remember who did the artwork i apologize uh but uh, yeah that that re- really reminded me of that kind of uh thing there because it it, it goes into some supernatural places ah. uh, that that was a lot of a lot of fun so mm-hmm. indeed uh but yeah that's that's what i would 
recommend. Okay, that's an interesting one. All right. Indeed. Time for. Yeah, it is your time. your, Your turn to do the pitches this week. Yes. Kyle, it is time that we pay the price. I have three Vincent Price movies for you. Aha! <laughs> uh, I wanted to do this because he is, uh, he's a master, we've just talked about a master of horror being this this comic artist. I want to talk about a master of horror, like one actor who's left a real legacy in the genre. Sure. And yeah. I, we all know Vincent Price on site. We know when somebody is doing an impression or a parody of him. You know, like we've all heard his bit in Thriller. We've seen him on Scooby-Doo. But I'd never watched a full Vincent Price movie. Sure, uh, yeah. And he shares a hometown. He's also from St. Louis. So I feel like I owe it to him. So three Vincent Price movies for you. I've got one that is like a black and white, more traditional horror movie. And two that are like, it's like on other sides of the genre shift. One's very okay. Twilight Zone. And the other two are very like... The Love Witch or Suspiria or something. They're these like brightly colored kind of weird, almost horror comedy movies. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Interesting uh, survey of his career. So pitch number one from 1959, House on Haunted Hill. Rich Rich Oddball Frederick Lauren has a proposal for five guests at a possibly haunted mansion. Show up, survive a night filled with scares, and receive ten thousand dollars each. Uh, and then the, the 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 Google I do I I had I watched this movie last night because when I was looking it up, I noticed it was only seventy five minutes long, and I'm like, why don't I just go ahead and watch it? I'm already on this page, uh, and the Google description actually spoils a lot of the plot, so I'm gonna stop reading here. But House on Haunted Hill, it's it's got a premise kind of like a clue. Uh, why are we all here? What are we all doing here? Yeah. Yeah. Can we survive the night? Pitch number two from 1971, the abominable Dr. Phoebes. In a desperate attempt to reach his ill wife, organist Anton Phoebes is horrifically disfigured in a car accident and presumed dead. When he learns that his wife died during an operation, Phoebes blames her surgeons and plots an elaborate revenge to punish them for their incompetence. With the help of a mute assistant, Phoebes creates a mask resembling his own face and murders the surgeons one by one using bizarre methods inspired by the biblical plagues. Interesting. (laughs) I went to a local art fair earlier this year, and there was an artist who had these really beautiful portraits of like old classic Hollywood stars, including Vincent Price. And I asked them, what are some of your recommendations? And this was the number one the, uh, movie they said was the abominable Dr. Phoebes. Okay. It, good so to it know. comes highly recommended. And finally from 1973 theater of blood, according to this Google description, Edward Lionheart is incensed that his last season of performances in Shakespeare plays did not win him a prestigious acting award from critics. After an unsuccessful attempt at suicide, Lionheart is rescued by a group of drug-addled bums. He then sets out to murder all of his critics, each with a different style of death taken from a Shakespeare play. When Lionheart faces head critic Peregrine Devlin, he offers Devlin a second chance to bestow the award. That's interesting that they like yeah, so we, it is the like d- d- like 
Okay, what kind of multiple bizarre deaths what? can we do? Oh, biblical I, plagues, Shakespeare plays. Like what? <laughs> I, I, yeah, so I we've got since we do pitches of three, uh, we've got kind of an odd setup here. We've got two of these like kind of wacky, like Technicolor, like murder a minute movies, and one old school black and white in and out seventy five minute spook fest. Uh, so which will you choose, Kyle? House on Haunted Hill, The Abominable Dr. Phoebes, or Theater of Blood? Let me ask you this. The House on Haunted Hill one is the, is the what's the Netflix show that has a similar name? Haunting of Hill House. Haunting of Hill House. They're not I, related at all, right? Right. I'm with you. I also thought this was the same thing until I started watching the movie. And I'm like, no, this feels different. Okay. Different. I, yeah. Haunting I, I, of Hill House. Uh, house on Haunted Hill, different things, separate. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Um, I think I'm gonna go with the one that came highly recommended. Uh, because I, the abominable Doctor Phoebes. Yeah, I am not familiar with any of these movies. Uh, I yeah, like you said, like I know Vincent price just by kind of pop culture osmosis uh so i wouldn't know where to start uh and if this is one that is coming recommended by someone who cared enough to make a, a portrait right uh mm -hmm. like it it's, it seems like they would at least know what they are talking about hopefully fingers yeah. crossed so i i will take the recommendation yeah. and say we do the uh, it's the uh, abominable Dr. Phoebes? The abominable Dr. Phoebes. Uh, okay, I, I cool. will send I'll send you a link to it. This Perfect. movie does seem difficult to get to. You can watch it for free, but on a really obscure app called like movieland.tv that I found on Hell my yeah. Roku. <laughs> like this, the other ones you could at least get on like Tubi or Plex. This one, <laughs> subplex, not even there. Had to pick the difficult one. <laughs> I oh well I will say so last night I did watch a uh, house on haunted hill and it's got like the full uh black and white spooky vibes like we just watched werewolf by night it feels like that mm -hmm. but like I don't know if I watched it when I was just not in the right mood or I was too tired but even at just 75 minutes like I, I had to kept keep checking the time like how much more of this do I have to watch when is it done Interesting. Uh, okay. like it's I think it's a movie designed to be put on in the background. Or again, maybe I just need to watch it again under the right circumstances. And there's something about this movie that like was not clicking with me. You know, maybe That's other fair. people will tell me why I shouldn't have been bored. But a good movie for vibes. Uh, and it, there's a skeleton in it. Cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, so. looks like we are all set then for next week. Uh, that about wraps us up. So, Melissa... Where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. Listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, a show I co-host with my brother Jams about weird old kid shows you feel like only you remember. And if you're here in St. Louis, hometown of Vincent Price, you can come to Blueberry Hill on Tuesday nights at 7 and watch me host trivia. You can play a pub quiz. Uh, yeah. Blueberry Hill, a restaurant right on the Del Mar Loop, which is home to the St. Louis Walk of Fame. There's a star there for Vincent Price. I forget on what part of the street it is, but Vincent Price is there. Cool. Good stuff. 
You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer. And if you would like to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So please go like, share, and subscribe. That would help us out a ton. If you're on the YouTube version of this, we'll have some more videos right over there on the side. Uh, For those of you in podcast land, we appreciate it. This has been number 226 of the Whatnots Review Show. We'll be here all October, and spooky month.